a lifestyle blueprint is the the blueprint of what it is that you want your life to look like. All of these things are really, really important to make sure that you can create a business that's in alignment with that so that you can stay fulfilled and happy to really drive this business. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, as always, Samantha Riley, joined by the ever so lovely Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? I'm good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well today. You know, I'm slightly reassured that as ever you are the Samantha Riley. <laughs> also found on Twitter and you know Instagram and all, the, <laughs> and all the broadcasting channels as the Samantha Riley as well. Oh, random much? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Gee, we can be silly, can't we? But we are going to be talking about a very serious topic today. We're going to make it fun, but it is a serious topic. It's a very important topic. And we're going to talk about the foundations that you need to get in place uh, as a coach to be able to grow your coaching business or your at least your services business because you and I have had some conversations this week that we feel that this is a really important topic that we need to cover today. Look, to be honest, I think this is a conversation that I would have almost every day with somebody about making sure that they've got the foundations of a successful business in place mm-hmm. um, and all of the foundations, not just part of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you were, we were just talking off air about, you know, how mindset is, you know, the everything but it's not yeah. just one part of these foundations and like likewise your technology, knowing where you're going, you know, all these sort of things, your positioning, your marketing and so on. Um, and one of the things I think that I found really interesting about that conversation, Sam, is you mentioned that there are a number of gurus out there who said you can't launch until you've got an email list mm-hmm. right, at one of these foundations. But that got me thinking and going, well, if I don't have an email list, how do I get one without starting Exactly. And this is why I mentioned it because I think that there's a lot of crazy information out there that isn't necessarily serving the people that it should be serving. And that's all I'm going to say on that topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's talk about, before we get into kind of what are the steps of the, I guess, the foundations that we might need in our business to, to make it work. What do you reckon is why they're important? I, I had three things that I thought why they're important, but I look at what you think it is. Yeah, totally. I think that the number one thing is that people have these roller coaster income. So they either they either can't get growing to a point where they're happy with their income or they hit their, you know, their the goal income one month and then all of a sudden they're they're down the next month and they can't grow because they keep hitting this ceiling, this ceiling that they can't see and they sort of wind up back down again. And I see people sometimes in this pattern for years and what it can do is really take their – really strip their self-confidence. It can make them feel like they're not good enough. They can think – that it's their expertise that is suffering when it's not. 
Um, and, you know, it, it, that then, you know, you were just talking about mindset can have all sorts of ramifications on how they move forward to grow their business. So I think that's the, the first one for me. Yeah, well, it, it's like, it's like um, we, we get to this point and we start feeling like we're wrestling with our business, like really mm-hmm. fighting with it to succeed, right? We know it deserves more. We know mm-hmm. our skills and expertise deserve more. But we sort of like, you know, really kind of, you know, with this effort to try and move it and will it, if you will, you know, to where to where it needs to be. And, and often it's because we haven't got these foundations in place. I think there's a couple of things that I see, right? Firstly, we don't, A, that, we don't get it to where we need to do. It becomes really unstable in times of uncertainty like we've faced over the last seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really give us that platform to then grow, and if we mm-hmm. find it very difficult to grow, it's probably because one or more of our foundations are missing. Just like building a skyscraper, if we don't get the base right, the whole thing becomes a bit wavy, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I, when I'm talking about this with my clients, I, I refer to it as people like to leap ahead and do the, and I put this in air quotes, the fun stuff. They don't like to do the things that need to happen and they just want to just go straight to let's do Facebook ads or let's go straight to being an influencer like Gary Vee and having a video crew follow me around. You know, they're not understanding that there are other things that need to go into place and if they don't, then they're not actually going to get to, you know, that those things that they really want to get to. And, you know, they they stay in what you and I have referred to before as the grind. You know, they've got past startup. That's the, you know, the exciting phase of getting their business set up. And then, you know, they get into the grind and it's like, oh, it feels hard. I can't get through it. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And, you know, trying to chase the wrong things to get out of that grind. What we're going to talk about today is really making sure these five things are in place so that you can get out of that grind a lot, lot faster. Yeah, look at applying applies to everything. Right? I was laying paving on the weekend. Uh, oh, how's your hands? Yeah, they're a bit rough at the moment, but yeah. you know, <laughs> a delicate desk job that I have for right? <laughs> so throwing out paving and painting and stuff. But you know, here's the thing, right? If we hadn't know done the the foundations properly if i hadn't sort of redone the uh the sand underneath you know all the all the paving that i was lifting to get the roots out from under it and then and relay it would all be you know um you know the pavers would be wonky when you you walk on them they'd wobble they they would have different gaps in them Um, i wouldn't be able to get them back in where they you know went in the first place same thing with the painting there'd be bubbles in the paint um, when we're cooking, we make sure that all the ingredients are available to us to start with to make sure that we get a successful dish at the end of it. Mm-hmm. These foundations apply to everything that we want to make, make a success. And business is no different from any other areas of lives where we get the foundations right. It becomes important to actually getting the right result at the end. Absolutely. If we took the clothes out of the washing machine and threw them straight in the drawer, they'd be very smelly. There you go. There's my there's my metaphor for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's move on. That's right. terrible. Well, let's, look, let's look at number. Let's look at number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you and I both agree here that um, the foundations of any business don't actually start in the business at all, do they? They definitely do not start in the business. This is a mistake that I made in my very first business, um, and that is thinking that choosing the business is point number one. 
but it's not. It actually, choosing your business or understanding what your business is going to do starts before you even thinking about the business and that's getting your lifestyle blueprint in place. Okay, talk to me. What on earth is a lifestyle blueprint? A lifestyle blueprint is the the blueprint of what it is that you want your life to look like. Where are you heading? Things like how many hours do you want to be working? What do you want your week to look like? Where do you want to be living? Who do you want to be spending your time with? All of these things depend on how to create the business. They have to do with knowing what type of business to create, what sort of um, ideal clients you want to be working with, how much revenue or income you need to be generating from the business to support this lifestyle. You know, how many hours do you want to be working? Do you want to see your kids before and after school? All of these things are really, really important to make sure that you can create a business that's in alignment with that so that you can stay fulfilled and happy to really drive this business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we don't answer these questions, we kind of get this disconnect, don't we? It's really mm-hmm. like, what am I doing this for? And you Absolutely. do have these moments uh, as a business owner, no matter how, whether it's you've been in business for six months, six years, 60 years, you do have these moments where you do start to question yourself when things quite don't quite go as planned. Absolutely. Um, you, know, you, lose a, you lose an important client, you have a setback, you have a staff member, you know, who – maybe betrays your trust and goes somewhere else or a business partner or whatever. But then we kind of get these little knocks. We start to go, uh, right, what am I doing this for? And if we haven't got that purpose right at the at the get-go, what is the outcome I'm trying to create? What is the lifestyle I'm trying to create from this business? We sort of lose that altogether. I know this is something that you do so well in your business, Sam, right? You know, you, you and Leon are always getting away. You know, you don't work on Fridays. Uh, Friday, is it Friday afternoon or all of Friday now? Absolutely. Well, we try for all of Friday, but at most Friday afternoon. <laughs> you know, Friday afternoon, there's no business being done. I'm, I'm the same. I, you know, um, two, three years ago now, I um, stopped working Friday afternoons. Absolutely. Right? To spend time with my, um, with my wife and son, because that was ultimately what I was doing it for. Oh, and that and that is the reason, Tim. You've nailed it on the head. What are we actually doing this for? Because if we're giving for or trying to give from an empty cup, then no one wins. We don't win. Our partners don't win. Our children don't win. And you know what happens? We actually start resenting our clients, which is a really, really bad place to head because it's our clients that are that are the reason that we're in business. And if that resentment starts bleeding through everything, you'll lose clients, you have, you know, problems in in your family situations, you know, you can go into depression, all sorts of bad things or, you know, good things, bad things, um, things that you don't feel comfortable with. So it's really important to make sure that you're filling your cup first so that everything else then um, synergistically happens. Mm, Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Number two. Number two, position yourself. So positioning yourself as a specialist in your niche or in your niche rather than a generalist. Now, I'm sure, Tim, I can I'm gonna get my crystal ball out. I'll bet that you get so frustrated when you ask your uh, when you ask your prospects on a call, who do you serve? And they answer with everyone. You know, Sam, I've been doing networking now for close to 17 years. I would have been to at least one, if not two, networking events for 17 years. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so that's a few. Uh, and the number of times that I have heard somebody get up and say, uh, I'm looking for anybody who, mm-hmm. right? or somebody. I'm looking for a somebody or an anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I challenge you right now, <laughs> and if you're listening to this as, as well, um, do you know somebody or anybody? <laughs> the answer is yes, and you can't picture anyone that comes to mind at all. Absolutely. You want to make if you if you can't picture someone specific coming to mind. Well, here's the thing, right? Um, we get afraid of thinking that we're going to miss some of our customers or miss taking the opportunity. And this is a big mistake I think we st- we we make when we start out in business mm-hmm. um, by saying by thinking no is a is a bad word, right? We we generally say yes to everything that comes across our desk because like it's only the money. Right? <laughs> okay, so we end up saying yes to a whole bunch of stuff and we say yes to a bunch of clients we really in retrospect should have gone no to said no, right? That's why we got this, you know, A B C D client. Yep. Thing that, right? This is why this thing exists because we don't say yes to the clients that we really want to work with that we know we can help and we know we can create the biggest impact too and they will recognize that value. So we end up taking a lot of these D clients as a result because we're not really specific enough. And I think it's because we're, again, coming back to this foundation thing, we're a little bit afraid of picking a niche. Absolutely. Picking that one client who um, we can serve. Now, the challenge I, I, I put out to Selena, who I was working with this morning, was the same thing. She's got 766 connections on LinkedIn, thereabouts. It doesn't need 760 connection, you know, clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 10. Yes, and we were speaking about this earlier too. Like how many clients do you, do you actually need? Um, you don't need 1,000 tomorrow. And in actual fact, if you took on 1,000 clients, guarantee your business would break. My business would break if I took on a thousand clients tomorrow. Like we just can't do it. So we don't need to be focusing on the large numbers just to get through, you know, week by week, how many new people do we need to be bringing on? And I was on a, I was running a, um, a session on an online summit this morning, Tim, and we were talking about or creating online programs. And there was someone at the beginning of the training that said, you know, I'm in the restaurant industry and I really don't know. I actually don't think that I've got an online program within me. It was so exciting when at the end of the hour, she, she unmuted herself and went, I've just going through that training. She said, what I realized is that my sp- specialty is pizza restaurants. And what I do is acquire pizza restaurants and take them to a million dollars within, I can't remember, something like six months or 12 months in a million dollars in revenue. So she said, I can actually help other pizza restaurant owners to do that. I mean, what a cool niche, right? People, if you own a pizza restaurant, it's just like, yep, that's me. And all the other restaurants don't have to, you know, they're not thinking, is this me? Is this not me? It also means at any point, if someone says, oh, I own a pizza restaurant and I need to grow, I go, ex- I know exactly who you need to speak to because that person has positioned themselves as a specialist. There'd be a pizza restaurant in every town and city in the world almost. <laughs> absolutely. World. Absolutely. Uh, there's plenty. I do remember an ad I saw on, on Facebook. Um, Quite a few years ago now, this is just when Facebook started to introduce their uh, their advertising platform. So it would have been 
2010, 2011, 2009, whatever it happened to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ad said there are 2.5 billion people on Facebook. All of them could be your customers. Oh, I, I don't reckon, hey. It's like, wow, 2.5 billion. <laughs> Yeah, I don't reckon 2.5 million people what you do or what would I do. I can pretty much guarantee it. I was like, what's my $1 product I can sell to all of them? <laughs> well, a few months ago, it could have been toilet paper. <laughs> no, that's right, you know, or, uh, or, you know, face masks or something. Exactly. But, but this is the thing, right? We don't need this many clients. We, we And this is this idea of this specialist versus generalist as opposed to a specialist generalist. I guess when you're – in your foundation stage, don't be afraid of being a specialist. Don't be afraid of being that piece, you know, that that restaurateur or consultant who can take, you know, your pizza restaurant um, from where it is to a million dollars a year in revenue. Mm. Okay? Yeah, um, because there are enough customers in the world around that, and you'll become known for expertise mm. for that. Right. The other thing I think about being that specialist is it means you're very unlikely to step on anyone else's toes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be much easier. We're going to talk about partnerships in a sec, but it's going to be much easier for you to find partnerships as a specialist as opposed to a generalist. Absolutely. People you can collaborate with, share audiences with, right, to get the right outcome. Much easier to get partnerships because if people understand very succinctly what you do and very easily, it's very easy to, easier, much easier to get referrals. So the, the other part of the positioning piece here is not just positioning yourself as a specialist, make sure you're positioning yourself as a specialist in your niche and explain what you do so that people understand. Absolutely. Now that takes us on to point number three which is your branding. Absolutely. I want you to think of the brand as you. So brand you or brand Inc or brand me or however you want to say it. We are, as coaches and consultants, the brand of our business. Yep. And it doesn't mean you need to name your business, Samantha Riley Mm -hmm. um, or Tim Hyde or Bob Jones or whatever you want to name yourself. Um, but it is important to just start showing up with consistency. And we talk about not only consistency and messaging and, and values, um, but reliably as well. So, you know, if you use a particular color, use that color on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wear a certain shirt or a certain color, show up the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know that you put your content out on a Monday and a Thursday, make sure it goes out regularly on a Monday and Thursday. Branding is a much as as much around visual appearance as the association and recognition as anything else. Absolutely. So, what are people saying about your brand? If you're, you know, to the point that you just said, Tim, around if your content's going out on a Monday and a Thursday, if it's always going out on a Monday and a Thursday, someone might say your brand is consistent or reliable rather than oh, you know, scattered. So what is it that people are saying about you from all aspects of your business? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Number four. Number four. Okay. This is where we start to get into the machine, don't we? Absolutely. Well, without, if we don't do this one, we can't grow our business. And this is grow your audience. And I, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the word audience because there's this perception of the audience is sort of out there and they're sort of, you know, watching or listening. Um 
But that's exactly what they're doing. So, you know, community, audience, tribe, whatever word vibes with you, that's what we're talking about. Vibes. Oh my God, that's a word my son uses. Vibes. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't hang out anymore. He vibes with people. He's going to go and vibe with my mates. <laughs> <laughs> whether to laugh or cry right now <laughs> you've said that i'm like a 13 year old boy <laughs> he's almost 15 oh my Sam. goodness okay that oh that makes it so much i feel so much yeah. better about myself now <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay when we look at growing our audience there's a couple of different strategies right we can we can uh, we own the audience and that's the stuff in our list mm-hmm. right now um i was quite surprised the other day to be listening to a russell brunson podcast um, who's normally all about the funnel, the funnel, the funnel, funnel, he actually admitted that the most important asset in his business is his list. Ha, 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 ha. Right? It's his email list. As much as Russell kind of um, has a go at, uh, at at CRM systems that are out there, the most important asset is his list, okay? So we always want to be looking at doing that because no one can control that other than you. No one can take it away from you. No one can change it. No one can alter it. It's your relationship with your customers that is probably the most important thing. And if you've got one of those, no matter how big it is, you can always go to your list and look and find opportunity. Absolutely. The other two things we want to do with our growing our list is we're going to borrow that audience from someone else mm-hmm. who has it. So in the case of our pizza, our pizza girl, um, it might be people who uh, you know own leasing companies or produce pizza trays mm-hmm. okay pizza trays don't really get used for much else other than pizza trays so partner up with a company that produces pizza trays and say we work with companies that help pizza restaurants go to a million dollars and the pizza tray company is going awesome we'll be able to sell more trays exactly brilliant partnership okay brilliant partnership and the last one is bought right so it's going to your facebook's and your google's and your instagrams and everything and buying you know, the rights to get in front of an audience. Now, it doesn't necessarily just social media. We're also talking radio, TV, print, wherever else. They have audiences of your customers and you can buy your way into those audiences as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of people think, um, so we're talking about growing our audience. A lot of people think that building our email list is separate from our social media strategies, but in actual fact, the two go hand in hand, that our social media platforms are a really great place to grow our email list. We could do things like um, sharing our lead magnet on you know, within groups or our profile, wherever, it doesn't matter, but sharing our lead magnet. It could be sharing even, you know, uh, something on your website that's got a pop-up. It could be asking for email addresses when someone joins your Facebook group. There's a lot of different ways to turn the people that are on your social media platforms into subscribers in your email list. So don't think about the two as being separate. Think about how you can get them to work together. Um, And even, you know, back the other way, driving your email list to maybe join your Facebook group. So you're creating this network where people start to see you everywhere. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. The more you appear to people in multiple channels, ultimately it doesn't matter where they see you. Mm -hmm. Client had years ago uh, used to sort of comment about how people would come into his office and he'd ask them where he saw them, and they would and they would say like I saw you on TV, uh, 
And, of course, he had never appeared on TV, but what he had done was appeared on our advertising channel, which was a box that people sat in front of. <laughs> and so they'd seen his brand on, you know, air quotes, TV. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the more the more channels we can appear to our customers in, that's why it's important to have, you know, a strong social media and expert channel and, and have people talking about you and, um, you know, email your list regularly is that the more you appear in people's different channels, the more, you know, I guess everywhere you appear. And so when they have that problem that you solve come top of mind, you're there. Totally. We need to think of ourselves as our own media channel and we're creating the the news and the stories that position ourselves as the specialist that that promotes our brand. So start to think, you know, if you're a media channel, where do you need to show up? Yeah, that's a really interesting change of like, I guess, positioning uh, thing to think about, Sam, is that for most people when you ask them what they do, they'll say, I'm a coach and I coach this person mm-hmm. um, or I'm a consultant and I do this or I'm a plumber and I do, you know, um, I fix taps. Um I, one of the things I've started to challenge people lately is to think about yourself as a marketing and media company first mm-hmm. that does coaching to pizza restaurants. Mm. Love it. Okay. Now, it's a little subtle shift in how you think, but it also changes the priorities of what it is that you do. Mm. Okay. So if you're a marketing and media company first, the primary thing you do is is marketing and media. Right? That attracts the customer and then the solution you deliver is coaching for pizza restaurants or, or whatever it happens to be. Totally, totally love it. So number five, we've actually already covered a little bit, but that is to leverage partnerships. I think this is one of the easiest way to sort of build your audience and, and, and build this foundation, isn't it? I think this is something that you and I do and rely on heavily and really embrace a lot in our business because, and you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. You know, when yeah. we're all going somewhere together, it's very easy to help each other. So it's about finding the people that want to go where you go. How can I help you, Tim? And then how does that in turn help me? Not that we kind of go out saying, well, you know, if I do this for you, you'll do this for me. It's it's not about that at all, but it is about exploring how we can collaborate and create win-win relationships. Look at you with your metaphors. I'm so proud. <laughs> Uh, it's never going to happen again, is it? Well, <laughs> no, we did, that. we did that to get that right before we started. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It took me a bit, didn't it? And and, there was you know, boats and, and there was waves and there was water. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Okay, it is. And this and, and we talked about this before with your pizza, right? So if you consult pizza restaurants in how to sort of grow their business, find someone who also um, has that audience already, has a relationship with that audience. Mm-hmm. And, and collaborate with them. We, we've been talking, we talked last episode about the Dream 100 mm-hmm. and, and nurturing relationships with those people before you connect with them. Show how you bring value. Right? So this is where things like if you've got a community that you're building on Facebook, you can invite your partners in to present to them. If you've got a podcast, you can invite your partners in to present to them. And the same way that it actually works in reverse. I was listening to another podcast um, over the weekend as I, was, as I was paving. And one of the things, <laughs> I don't know if you remember it, but do you remember Arsenio Hall? Oh, that, that's, there's something back there in cobwebs yeah. in the dark. <laughs> yeah. 
Arsenio, there used to be the Arsenio Hall show years ago, right? Now, he did a couple of sort of movies with uh, Eddie Murphy and he had his own late night talk show and, blah, you know, comedian, right? Funny guy. Um, also in Coming to America, played about four different roles in Coming to America. Mm-hmm. Great film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love that film. <laughs> comedy. Anyway, so um, Arsenio disappeared off the air. Right? His show got axed. He disappeared for a couple of years. And then um, a few years ago, he appeared on one of the episodes of The Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, there was, if you've seen Celebrity Apprentice, it was um, Donald Trump before he became president. Uh, they, they were given tasks, they were putting teams, they were given tasks, and as celebrities, they had to often raise money for charity. And at the end of one episode, Arsenio's team had raised some money, but the only person who didn't raise any money was Arsenio. Mm-hmm. And he made this comment um, that was actually really interesting, and he said, you know, everyone wanted to talk to me when I had my own show. Mm-hmm. All right? Didn't have his own show anymore, found it very difficult to raise money. Mm. So if you've got your own show, people will want to talk to you and vice versa. Love it. I love where you circle back to. That's a really, really great way to think about it. And uh, it's a really great way to amplify your audience. Uh, and, and you know, when you are creating these partnerships, you know, I talked just before about a win-win, but it's actually a win-win-win because it's a win for me, it's a win for you, and it's also a win for our audience because we're adding value in different ways. So I absolutely love partnerships. They're so good. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. Brilliant. Oh, so the f- we get to hang out with some cool people at the same time. Exactly, which is exactly. So the foundations to really get your coaching business up, running, growing, Getting and being able to scale is number one, getting clear on your lifestyle blueprint. This isn't something that you do once. This is something that you continually do all the time because things change in your life. So uh, that's something that we, uh, when I say we, myself and Leon do often, usually once a quarter. Uh, Number two, position yourself as a specialist in your niche or your niche, not a generalist. Number three, the brand of you, really making sure that you're setting yourself up and and thinking of yourself as a media company. Number four, growing your audience. And number five, leveraging partnerships. Absolutely. So get those right. You'll, uh, You'll see some really good things happening in your business. If you don't, no time like the present to come back and revisit some of those things as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked today about some of the foundations. I'm actually running a training uh, coming up called How to Transform Your Knowledge into a Profitable Online Business and Do Work That Matters, where I'm going to be covering a little bit of this and a lot more about how you can become the standard expert in your niche so that you've got the credibility to attract your dream clients. And to register for that, you just go to samanthariley.global forward slash masterclass. Uh, and register. If you can't show up, we will make sure you get a copy of the recording because all standout experts are busy people, so that's all good. So just head to samanthariley.global forward slash masterclass and register. I'd love to see you on the training. Yeah, that sounds really awesome, Sam. And look, great opportunity to potentially meet other experts that you might be able to collaborate with as well on that program. So absolutely, absolutely. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you've got any questions, please head over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. And uh, as always, we'll pop the episode up in there. You can ask questions, start discussions, share your takeaways, all of the things, connect with other 
like-minded people, maybe leverage some partnerships in the group. Absolutely. And don't forget, we're also doing an, another episode coming up very soon where we're going to do a an on-air fix for someone's business. So um, throw your questions up there We're gonna, and, and reach out. We're looking for someone to, uh, to join us on air um, in a few weeks' time. Um, for another episode of, I don't know, what are we going to call that one, Sam? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we didn't actually come up with a name. We just like doing it. It's lots of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode real soon. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to samanthariley.global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.